0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Bulldogs. I am Daniel. And I am Clint. We're on the day formerly known as Friday, whatever you're calling it, in your geographic region of the world. mm -hmm. Uh, Good for you. Uh, We've moved to uh, five-day
1: weeks in my house, and we just rotate that way. Like We feel like that's a good enough amount
0: of time. And so, I just started naming off colors like, hey, we're on green schedule today, kids. Green schedule. <laughs> and they're like, what's green schedule? I'm like, I don't know. Wait, I the know. next day. Blue today.
1: DEFCON midnight, kids. We are. <laughs> that Flamingo means
0: flies.
1: That means we are out of animal crackers in the pantry. <laughs> I means- repeat, you are going to have to eat only mandarins for your afternoon snack. There are no more animal crackers.
0: This just in, Grammy and Poppy are not home and <laughs> will not see us. Correct. They are over 65, and so we are not allowed to see them. Uh, but hey, it is it is Friday. We're back for our third episode of the week. Uh, this is Locked On Bulldogs. Your team, three days a week during this offseason, when the season gets back on, will be five days a week. He is Daniel. I am Clint. We are the just— fanatical about fandom of uga and cheering on the bulldogs we want you to be the best fan possible so we are not going to be any sort of paywall service or guru or insider we're just going to be the best fans we could possibly be and hopefully you'll join us on that hopefully
1: you will fanatical about fandom i'm not gonna lie has a bit of a ring to it but also makes no sense whatsoever it's the same word used twice
0: it's you just—you just described your and I's entire successful career on anything.
1: Has a bit of a ring to it, but makes no sense whatsoever. Yep. Subtitle to the podcast—that's all <laughs> week we've been involuntarily. Speaking of the podcast, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by the fine folks over at Bill Bar. You can go to billbar.com, enter the promo code Locked On for ten dollars off your first order. More on that later. But as Clint said, we are Georgia fans, and uh, we love you, Jay, and we assume that you do too. We would love to hear from you, talk to you, chat with you, check in with you. Bulldogs at gmail.com, uh, at dogs Podcast on Twitter. Leave us a rating. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to the show. Tell a friend about the show. All that stuff is fantastic. Uh, and we are here for you. Uh, we appreciate you being here. We appreciate all of you, uh, sticking through the offseason. We're in this together. We know that UGA matters just as much to you as it does to us. And so today, uh, we're going to talk about some, um, some rookies, Clint. Mm-hmm. Some, some now, most of them, I believe, sign their rookie deals. I yep. believe most of these guys already signed their deals. So these are, these people are now bona fide professional athletes. Recently, uh they were they were playing for the university of georgia but now they've been drafted they are on nfl teams and we're going to talk about uh their upcoming rookie seasons in the nfl uh so clint where do you want to start on this uh fine episode
0: well i think it makes sense to start with the best offensive lineman to come out of uga in its history and that's one start Mr. right Andrew. start right at the top just aim to the top let's not build right. up okay no. let's not mess with that Yeah. So let's go with Mr. Andrew Thomas, uh, signed to the New York Giants. New York Giants pulled a smart move, did not overthink the draft pick. If you got the guy who has all the measurables, all the skills, all the starts in the most competitive conference in football below professional level, you just go get him.
1: Yeah, I'm just – I'm confused why anyone, anyone would think that an NFL combine bench press performance – would be more meaningful than SEC game tape when it comes to projecting an NFL career. I, Andrew Thomas has got three years of stellar game tape against some of the best defensive linemen in all of college football, Clint. We are Correct. talking about Derek Brown. We are talking about Montavious Adams. We are talking about uh, Chaseon from LSU. We are talking about... Um, well, I said best defensive lineman. I was gonna say Zuniga and Gre- Grenard, Greenwich, Lee Greenwood Gen- from down generati? in Florida. Yeah. Uh but we were Trinadine, isn't
0: that a, a rose colored
1: cocktail alcohol, mixture? Alcohol, yes. Okay. Um uh, Andrew Thomas, the
0: best tackle in the draft, and uh the Giants knew it, so they took him uh so what we want to talk about is we want to talk about the depth chart for the giants we want to talk about projections for andrew thomas uh daniel and i are on this podcast and went on locked on giants podcast to say that sign and pencil him in for 10 12 years kirby smart says forget that go ahead and pencil in for 14 year career starting a tackle for you uh he is a left tackle they have him on the Giants depth chart right now playing right tackle. That's because Nate Solder is over there on the left side of the line. Uh, they signed him. Nate Solder, a one-time Patriot out of the University of Colorado. He's 32 years old. Uh, this might be a case of them penciling in there. And I don't know what Nate's contract situation is. Uh, but I can imagine that 32 getting up there. they a little slide long out. in the tooth. Yeah. Getting a little, yeah. Uh, so... I want to really ask and talk through what his projections are for this year. Andrew Thomas, that is. Uh, and like I said, Nate Solder over there on left tackle. Uh, so far on the depth, Cameron Fleming is the other tackle out of Stanford. He's 27, been in the league for a while, uh, got waived also uh, by the Patriots, um, has played for Dallas, and now for the Giants. Uh, but the Giants – they did a whole remodel, it looks like, on their offensive line. They were really mm-hmm. bad. So they went out and got Matt Pert out of Connecticut. Drafted him in the draft this last year. Have no idea of Matt Pert's skill set whatsoever. Not, did not, going to be honest,
1: um, did not watch a lot of Connecticut football this year. Not one. Uh, if Connecticut football were being played right now, uh-huh. though, I would have the entire roster memorized.
0: Just so memorized. we're Memorized. <laughs> I would, dare I say, I would have a Huskies t-shirt on. Oh, you know that's right. You know Um, that's right. They also uh, dipped again in the offensive line and went and got Shane Lemieux. No, not not a hockey player. Lemieux? Lemieux. uh, Out of Oregon. uh, Got him in the draft and also Kyle Murphy from Rhode Island. So Daniel, they yeah, went. They're bringing in lots of
1: help up front. It was a position of need. Let's be very Let's be very clear here. The Giants have a player on offense. That's okay, it. they have a player. His name is Saquon Barkley. He is pretty good at running the football. Maybe catching a few out of the backfield. Daniel Jones is the starting quarterback for the New York Football Giants. So. Mm-hmm. So, you Andrew a Thomas picture. Andrew Thomas ain't making no playoffs this year, if that's what no. we're talking about no. here. No. No. But, um, they do need help on the offensive line because um, the only prayer that Daniel Jones has do, of doing anything effective is if he has been given more time than the average quarterback needs, let's just say. And, um, really, the only hope the Giants have of scoring points is by clearing some holes for uh Saquon Barkley to run through and so much needed help and yeah I think you're absolutely right Clint I think you slide Andrew Thomas into the right tackle I think that's exactly where he's going to start the season I think barring an injury I wouldn't be surprised if this whole season played out as such and then depending on the contract situation maybe the Giants try to move uh Nate Solder and get something from from him or maybe he's gone after this year anyway and they're just grooming Andrew Thomas to slide on over to the left side and they can hopefully get a right tackle in free agency. Or maybe they will go back to the offensive line for next year's in next year's draft and, and try to take somebody else as they continue to rebuild.
0: Um, my guess is Andrew Thomas uh, is keeping his fitness in high regard this off season with COVID and everything. He's doing some push ups and sit ups, running jogging pushing cars, trucks, I don't know. Uh, and my guess is that he's expelling a lot of a lot of calories doing so.
1: He probably is. He probably is. Now let's say that he needed to uh, he needed to consume something that was mm-hmm. going to be good for him. That okay. was gonna maybe rebuild refill some protein. Yeah. Right? Maybe put some stuff back in the system. Maybe mm-hmm. build some muscle. Uh, and also tastes great at the same time, Clint. Where would he go for such a thing?
0: I'm glad you asked, Daniel, because if he was listening to this podcast, which we know you are, thank you, Andrew. We appreciate your fandom. Yeah, really appreciate it really appreciate it uh he would go to builtbar.com daniel because not only uh do these bars taste fantastic and we mean fantastic candy-like fantastic but it also gives you the needed protein with the lowest amount of sugar of any protein bar uh that is taste as delicious as they do uh and so he would probably go there daniel and he probably since he's listening to this podcast and is a fan he'd probably go to builtbar.com and he'd enter a promo code to get some money off isn't that right
1: he'd probably enter the promo code locked on he'd probably get $10 off his first order but Andrew be honest you don't need $10 off your first order no. but you might Georgia fan and so if you go to billbar.com enter promo code locked on you get $10 off billbar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar billbar.com
0: there were more players drafted than Andrew Thomas in this last year's draft Daniel and we want to talk about their rookie campaign outlook
1: there were there was another player drafted in the first round, but we're going to save him maybe for uh, the next segment. Let's move on to DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift going to the Detroit Lions. He's reunited with Matthew Stafford, and I'm he- I'm hearing people say Isaac Notta, which is cute. Um, it's oh. it's it's cute that people think Isaac Notta plays for Detroit. <laughs> that they think, and and I understand that he's on the roster for Detroit. I said plays for Detroit, so Correct. don't don't misquote me on that. Correct. I stand by. I stand by what I said. DeAndre Swift, uh, on the other hand, will be playing for the Detroit Lions this coming season. Um, he's got. He's got. Any time a running back goes to Detroit, Clint, this is the kind of. That's the kind of place mm-hmm. that you go. That is just there aren't many places like it, you know. Like where it's like a linebacker going to Chicago or something, Mm -hmm. you know, like a it's a there is a legacy and the legacy it's you know, it's like it's like a running back maybe from up in Philadelphia. okay, coming all the way down south and Uh and saying, you know where I want to play my college football. I want to play my college football in Athens, Georgia, under the uh, looming shadow of Herschel Walker. I'm not scared of that. Nah. And now that same Philadelphia kid going up to Detroit, uh, following in the footsteps of Barry Sanders, uh, NFL legend. Uh, DeAndre Swift, what are, we, what are the prognostications? What are we looking at for DeAndre Swift in this rookie campaign, Clint?
0: Yeah. Now, many of us might think DeAndre Swift taking the same pick as Nick Chubb. The Browns needed running back help desperately. Uh, they got Nick Chubb. He is... The best running back in the league right now, DeAndre Swift comes into Lions on a team that needs help. But but just this just in, there is a young, I don't want to say crowded backfield, but it's a young namesake. If you're an SEC fan, you're going to know these names. I'm going to list off. Okay, mm-hmm. Carry on Johnson, that that uh-huh. Rebel UGA fans because it surely does. I'm vomiting right now thinking about it. When you couldn't stop a man from rushing for 514 yards. On forty-five carries against us, uh, mm. that was mm. gross. Um, not, not, not my favorite. Not my favorite. Bo Scarborough, that name. Oh, hey, hey, Bo, Bo, University of Alabama, mm-hmm. uh, running back. Uh, so, on Johnson, Bo Scarborough, both younger in their careers, and then you got DeAndre Swift taken. Both uh, of these guys. Carry on Johnson Bo Scarborough uh, were no slouches at their time at Auburn and Alabama respectively, Daniel. Uh, Bo Scarborough taken in the seventh round of the 2018 draft and Carry uh, on Johnson 2018 draft second round, 43rd pick. So this is this is now a couple years in recent memory that the Lions have invested a second round pick on a running back. Um, for what it's worth, ESPN has Deandre Swift already the presumed starting running back for Detroit. Uh, now, ESPN, not the source of definitive news whatsoever or good oh, entertainment more. value outside a of no. a late-night sports center with one bald man. Uh, that's about mm, all ESPN yes. can gather these days. But nonetheless, DeAndre Swift is listed as number one. Um, Karen Johnson, like I said last year, a- adequate. Lions clearly invested more because they needed more out of him. Uh, and I think by week five – Daniel there's going to be no dispute give me week five as the over-under where DeAndre Swift is getting more carries than carry on Johnson in this offense
1: yeah listen I don't know if you remember this but um there was there was at the beginning of the season last year you mentioned Nick Chubb and the Cleveland Browns at the beginning of the season last year and Nick Chubb did not just walk in and get all the carries for the Cleveland Browns uh, right away. Kareem Hunt um, huh? was there in the backfield and there was, um, I mean, there was a lot of stuff that you would see. People get a little worked up. I mean, people, I mean, I get it. It's their job. People get a little, on Johnson on Twitter this last week, <laughs> got a little, he took, took a, got, took a little personally. There's some, yeah. there's just a little bit of hurt feelings uh on here about uh people talking about deandre swift and this was not a georgia person this was a detroit lions uh oh, writer who was talking about deandre swift coming for the for the starting job and um karen johnson got his feelings hurt i think because his mom named him carry um which was the name of her suitcase i don't understand what person has ever been named after well, he suitcase, was able but to
0: fit in the overhead compartment she was able to take him on the airplane in that pre-flight box that you're supposed to I check guess. that no one checks
1: yeah i think you're exactly right this week like that week five projection i do think Carryon johnson will still be getting a lot of touches but eventually clint the cream i don't know if you mm-hmm. know this it rises it, it rises to the top it does and um if the lions liked their running backs I don't care how much value they thought they were getting out of DeAndre Swift. You're not going to take a DeAndre Swift with a premium pick in the NFL draft. okay? Correct. If they liked their running backs, they wouldn't have taken it. If the Cleveland Browns liked Kareem Hunt, they wouldn't have taken Nick Chubb. And we see why they took Nick Chubb. I think we're going to see that same thing with DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift will lead this team in rushing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he will lead this team in pass receptions out of the backfield this year. Oh. Um, uh, and I suspect that the only time he comes out – the by midseason, the only time he's out of the game is on third down obvious blocking situations that he's not 100% familiar with the protection schemes yet.
0: Yeah, Daniel, just to give you a little um, taste of last year, his rookie campaign, Carry On Johnson – uh, rushed 118 times for 640 yards, 5.4 yards per carry. Last year, he played in eight games, 113 attempts, 400 yards, 3.6 yards per carry. Uh, so down in average, down in yards, yeah. about the yeah. same attempts. Receiving f- first year 32 receptions or about three receptions per game. Uh, last year, 10 Oh, no. So. No. Well, shoot. DeAndre Swift says, I can do that. Plus, I'll, some. week five. I'll, write it down. I'll take those. Yep. Yep. Uh, hey, we got a couple more players, UGA, uh, that we want to talk about on the offensive line.
1: All right, Clint. Uh, last segment. Let's talk about the other two offensive linemen
0: drafted. Solomon Kinley. Taken in the fourth round, I believe. Uh, or was it the I third believe round? that's right. Let me let me check it. Was it your fourth or I want to say maybe even fifth.
1: Fourth round, I believe, is what it was. Okay, Isaiah Wilson, the surprise uh, first round selection of uh, your hometown Tennessee Titans. I'm uh, sorry, that's my hometown Tennessee Titans. Uh, Isaiah Wilson going to block for Derrick Henry and uh, I would say the rest of the Titans offense, but I've just listed the entire Titans offense. And so uh, block for Derrick Henry and end of list. Um, uh, he was drafted in fourth round by Miami. Solomon Kinley going to Miami. He will be responsible for driving the cart that takes Tua tonga off the field. And... Uh, <laughs> I am sorry. I'm not wishing for an injury. Just so we're totally just so we're 100% clear because because you know what we're not. This is not a Florida podcast or a Tennessee podcast. This is not that's not who we are. No. Okay? No. We're just uh,
0: stating what factually could just, probably happen.
1: More likely than not from Correct. based on evidence that's been presented to us. Okay. That's all. But that's not either here nor there.
0: No. Daniel, I have a simple question. These two offensive linemen. Now we we're on this podcast uh, and you're on this podcast saying Solomon Kinley might be one of your favorite offensive linemen at UGA. Uh, yep. That's come out. Okay. Yep. We love him, like him a great deal. I just have a simple question for you uh, because we both have said um, we would not have taken uh, the draft pick on Isaiah Wilson. Wouldn't nope. have done. It, okay. Nope. If you watch film, oh, the three years of film that Andrew Thomas is running a clinic over on the left side uh mm-hmm. isaiah wilson is doing a different sort of clinic uh and that is <laughs> that is that is how to brawl not not second pass pro a street fight over there okay just so, a chuckle
1: Adele special he's pulling on the right side of that offensive line hundred percent teeth now, and fingernails yeah, shoulder but
0: blades <laughs> coming out he is again. popping that shoulder blade out he's going to town <laughs> Now, if you wanted an offensive lineman to match your coach, Tennessee has achieved its goal. Yep.
1: 100%. 100%.
0: Okay. Tennessee Titans got that. But, Daniel, I just ask you, since we're high on Solomon, since we're low on Isaiah as their prospects right now, we would have liked to see Isaiah come back, getting some more skill set, getting some more uh, pass pro, not just be a a mauler but something else. Uh, In three years' time, if we were to project out in three years – who has more games started, Solomon Kinley or Isaiah Wilson? Now, a little little taste for you. Dolphins, uh, in their guard position, have actually Solomon Kinley listed as fourth uh, on the depth chart. Eric Flowers is on the team starting guard. Uh, he is it was a first-round selection, ninth overall uh, in 2015 uh, by the Giants. Uh, out of Miami. And then Shaq Calhoun out of Mississippi state two years ago, this is the second season is listed as the other guard position. Uh, and then at center Ted Karras uh, with a number of uh, depth positions after them on the Miami dolphins. Uh, the Tennessee Titans well, have Isaiah Wilson already slotted starting right tackle on a team that has Taylor Lewan at the other tackle. And then a whole bunch of people, that nobody's heard of,
1: okay, so are you asking me how many total games in three total years that each will have started, which one will have more? Or are you asking me in the third year of their careers, who will start more games
0: in that season? okay, I was thinking total games over those three years, but now I want a, the answer to both It's Isaiah Wilson, no
1: doubt in for the first one because Isaiah Wilson is going to start week one every of this game. year. And Solomon Kinley is not so Correct. That's in, end of list, end of discussion. I do not think Isaiah Wilson is going to lose his job in the next three years. Um, I, you know, I don't think it's outside the realm of possibility that Isaiah Wilson loses his job in the next three years. But I wouldn't necessarily predict that he's going to lose his job in the next three years. I think he's going to get he's going to have a leg up in terms of total games played on um, Solomon Kenley. Just because of the sheer number of games he's going to get under his belt this season. So I'm going to give him, I'm going to give Isaiah Wilson that one. And, um, I honestly think that for the year three comparison, I think, I think I might say, assuming no injuries. Yep assuming neither player gets hurt that season, I think it's going to be a tie. I think it's going to be a tie 16 games to 16 games. So I think the third year of both their careers, assuming neither of them get injured, they're both going to start every game of the season. So I'm going to call it a tie.
0: Yeah. Um, Look, Isaiah Wilson will start and play out his rookie contract in Tennessee. Okay. Unless Unless Tennessee just takes a nosedive. The next couple of years, and they get a higher draft slot, and they go out and they get another tackle, uh, because in two years they just the project's over for him or whatnot. Uh, he's going to be there. He's going to play out his rookie contract. But if you're thinking to yourself in three years that Solomon Kinley's not starting in a Pro Bowl or being on a list, a short list for award winners, like look out, okay? Because there's a high probability of that. High, when I say high, look, Solomon Kinley is going to make an impression. In the AFC East, on the Dolphins squad, they're looking for a, a new changeover. They're looking for fresh faces. They're looking for just just ball players right now. Okay, and they got a good front office, good head coach. Um, uh, Jennifer Lopez actually has put in a good word. Uh, her and A Rod came out, checked out the prospects. Um, said Sol- Jennifer Lopez said, said, yeah, said Solomon Kinley is, is my guy. Give me give me Solly in there, Coach Flores. Mm-hmm. Give give him all day long. Um, no, but Solomon Kinley in three years has a chance to be uh, one of the top interior offensive linemen uh, in that AFC East. And uh, Isaiah Wilson will continue to play for the Titans. Uh, And it'll be, it'll be interesting to see how he progresses. Uh, Isaiah, go prove us wrong. All right, man, get, get some coached up, become more than just a brawler over there. And we would love to see it. Listen, there's, there's some things that you can't teach.
1: And one of them is being uh, a giant, Yep. It's it's being bigger than every other person in the world. And that's what Isaiah Wilson is. That's so that's you can't teach that he has got the measurables that the NFL is looking for. Now, if he learns his technique, and if he learns how to play, he could be an absolute force on the offensive line for years to come. Solomon Kinley, on the other hand, I'd say the number one limiting factor to his successful NFL career is his waistline. If Solomon Kinley keeps his weight <laughs> under control uh, moving forward in the NFL, I think he's going to have a great NFL career. I think he's I think he could have a Cordy Glenn type of he, NFL career. Uh, now Cordy Glenn played tackle when he was at Georgia so the, the comparison is not I get that it's not a, a perfect unilateral uh, one for one but Cordy Glenn played guard virtually his entire uh, NFL career was an absolute stud at the position, uh, longevity, pro bowl after pro bowl. Uh, I think that's the kind of, I think that's the kind of career that Solomon McKinley could be looking at. If he stays in good shape, uh, mm-hmm. we know he's got the drive. We know he's got the tenacity. Uh, we know he's got good enough technique. He's been standing next to the best tackle to ever play at Georgia, learning to play the game at a high level for the last four years, uh, and, or for the last three years. And, uh, I think it's going to prove him prove to be very valuable for him in the NFL. I think I think you're right. I think Pro Bowl is not outside the realm possibility for uh, Solomon McKinley. At the end of the day if you give me one of these two guys' careers, I'm gonna take Solomon McKinley's career
0: over Isaiah Wilson's. 100 percent. All day long, Daniel. Couldn't agree more. Uh, hey, that does it for Locked On Bulldogs. We're glad you joined us uh, for this last episode of the week. Uh, Daniel, it was a good week. It was a great week. I, I felt great, good about it. Great week of shows. We we got to make fun of Tennessee a little bit. <laughs> That's always a bonus every time you get to do that.
1: Hmm. Yeah, no, it was a good week. We got another great week of shows coming next week. Spoiler alert, there's more, there's more to talk about. Hold the phone. There's hold the phone we're gonna be back next week we are we're doing it we're doing it great. again next week clint great. monday we will be back here
0: for the fine listeners um, can't wait can't to wait. be back with you guys we'll be back then if you can't get enough of this and you liked what we talked about with rookie uh outlooks go ahead tell your smart device to play the latest episode of locked on nfl draft have a great day and we will see you guys next week see ya